and thank you for joining us today. In this podcast series, we'll be talking to doctors from the Eye Institute to get an inside look of what goes on behind the scenes. And today our guest is Dr. Nyman. Can you please introduce yourself and your role at TEI? Hi, I'm Dr. Jeffrey Nyman, and uh, I am one of the, I am the most senior of staff members here at the Eye Institute. I am currently uh, the chief of the emergency service and a primary care practitioner in one of the primary care suites and have been uh, doing both of those jobs for the better part of the last 40 plus years. So uh, I uh, have a primarily clinical teaching and clinical delivery role at the Eye Institute and at Salus. I also teach some didactic courses uh, related to clinical uh, care, uh, clinical optometry. I teach the emergency course. That doesn't sound surprising probably after that introduction. And I also uh, teach in some other clinical uh, problem solving types of uh, courses. So I'm very clinically oriented and uh, I have I guess a sign of uh, longevity in this uh, in the role that I have at the institute. I I I would consider myself uh, a mentor to many of the people who currently are on our staff, and certainly to the students and residents in particular, who I have a significant amount of interaction with in my role as emergency director. Oh yeah, definitely. I could definitely see that with over 40 years there. That's an incredible. I'm sure you know the place inside and out. You've seen oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I could tell you a lot about this place. That's, that's awesome. Um, so can you kind of walk us through what maybe a typical day is like for you? Okay. Uh, so, you know, it obviously will depend on, on overall schedule, but a typical day when I'm I'm on patient care here might be, for instance, a Monday morning, I uh, staff, I'm the staff support in the emergency uh, department. So I am supervising generally uh, a resident, sometimes two residents, and generally some fourth year students and maybe some third year students also as well in the emergency service. And obviously, because of the nature of emergency care, it's kind of unpredictable as to what's going to happen. It can be Generally, on a Monday, it can be very busy because people sort of hold off on coming in with emergencies over the weekend sometimes, particularly in the COVID era when we, we can't get the building open off hours. Uh, we used to be able to do that, and hopefully we'll be able to do that again once we move along and fighting the COVID a little bit more. But uh, we might see anyone of uh, anywhere from a few patients to 20 patients uh, on a given morning in the emergency department, ranging from what are, I would call, urgencies for the patients to really true, serious ocular emergencies. And uh, the mix is unpredictable. And I guess that unpredictability is something I like about emergency care. It helps keep me on my toes and it allows me to probably utilize the full breadth of my teaching ability with uh, the residents and senior and more senior students to help them advance in their clinical uh, education. Yeah, I was just about to say, you definitely sound like you get to be on your toes a lot. You never know what a typical day will be like. Is that something that 
you knew was going to happen when you were going into this field or were you surprised by it? Uh, I would say that at the time that I started in optometry, it was a different profession. The uh, optometry up until the 19, uh, until the late 1960s and early 1970s was a drugless profession. So optometrists mainly dealt with eyeglasses and visual uh, training exercises, which are still a very important part of our, uh, you know, scope. But in the course of my career, which began in 1972, I graduated uh, from Massachusetts, what was then called the Massachusetts College of Optometry in 1972, and uh, uh, became involved in on the faculty there and in in also in the community health center movement that actually is a very important part of their overall clinical educational program up in Boston. But I spent about five years there and then came down to Philly uh, when the Eye Institute was first opened. As I say, I've been here as long as the Eye Institute has been here. And our goal at that time was to, uh, to become a state-of-the-art uh, comprehensive eye care center, which includes not only optometric care, but uh, ophthalmologic care, uh, uh, social services, occupational therapy, uh, all of the various uh, forms of vision and eye care that, and medical eye care that are available uh, in a modern day, uh, the modern day world. And I think uh, we are, we have continued to, to grow on that sort of premise. And we have developed a program that uh, provides a, a variety of uh, uh, levels of care and a tremendous amount of educational uh, opportunity for our students and residents. So go, kind of going off that, um, what is something that you do as a TEI doc now that patients or outsiders might not know? Well, probably only, some of the patients uh, might know this only because they would be involved in it, but because I run, I am the director of the emergency department, uh, and I feel uh, a, a very important uh, uh, part of that is to educate our residents in particular uh, to deliver uh, care, uh, not only when, they're, when the building is open, but for off hours, that I pretty much oversee all of the after hours care that goes on uh, in the Institute. And I communicate with our residents at any time of the day or night. Uh, and uh, participate in the care of the patients who who are calling with off-hours problems. And I say some patients get to know that because they might say, hey, I didn't, you know, the doc, the resident told me that they were going to consult with you or something like that. But I don't think most people know that that's part of what I've been doing for the last 40 years. Yeah. And uh, it is also, also partially an answer to perhaps the next question I see uh, that, it is actually a very rewarding part of being a doctor here. Uh, overall, it's part of what uh, what I set out to do. You asked if, if my expectations at the beginning of my career could have foreseen what I, I was doing, but I've always felt that uh, uh, that's what I wanted to do, is provide the best care that uh, I could be capable of providing under this, you know, the laws that govern the practice of optometry. And when I first started out, I I helped expand uh, the laws that govern the practice of optometry. And in fact, PCO here in the Institute and our faculty was one of the main 
reasons, uh, optometry actually made it to the level of care that we now deliver nationwide. We were a prime mover in uh, helping uh, legitimize the educational uh, background that is necessary to do the types of things that uh, re that allow us to get licensure for, for treatment of eye disease and uh, various other uh, aspects of optometry that uh, we've expanded into over those 40 years. So I'm very proud of that. And uh, it's a very rewarding part of, uh, of what I do. Yeah, that, that is incredible. It seems like you have seen it all, done it all, and has definitely had a very extensive career so far. Um, so like you were saying that it's a very rewarding job, rewarding position. Um, how is it working with the residents? Is there any um, rewarding parts when you work with them? I can't overemphasize how much I get out of working with the residents. Uh, uh, in because the residents are a special group, uh, they're a small group of of uh, people who are doing postgraduate work here to to better themselves in the various areas of optometry, and they're a very very important part of our overall clinical operation. Not only in terms of the patient care delivery, but also, and particularly as they move along in the residency, in our in our education of our student uh, body, because. Uh, in this type of a field, in the medical field, everyone needs to be part of the system. We need the people like me who have been around for a long while and have experience. We need younger people who are, are less experienced, but you know, uh, up to date and, and involved in all of the modern day uh, techniques and technologies. Uh, and we need uh, 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 you know, an, an enthusiastic group of residents who are willing to take uh, a year and devoted to to just bettering themselves and at the same time uh, providing some of those things that I just mentioned the education for the students the care for the patients that is so important uh, they're they're uh, a very very important part of our overall operation here and working with them has been a highlight of my career I've mentored pretty much every resident that has ever been through this organization many of them uh, are actually on our faculty i'm kind of proud on that as well uh, so uh, that that's a real real enjoyable part of my my experience here at the institute yeah that's incredible that you get to mentor or work with so many diverse people that get to walk in and out and maybe even stay at the institute um, I, if i could just add one thing to that yeah. and it's vis-a-vis also working with the students. Obviously, working with the students is the main thing that I do. Uh, although, because of my emergency, uh, you know, role here, I do I do work with the residents and across the board, all, all of them, no matter what what department they're in, and that's a little different. But with, with the students that I work with in, in the clinic, at least in the Eye Institute, uh, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, a, I, I, you know, it's not familial, but it's almost like a familial relationship. When they come in to clinic here, I meet them in their first year because the first years do rotate through our clinics and we want to get them involved as early as possible and make them feel like that they are a part of the operation even from day one. And so I take a special, uh, I don't know what the word I, I want to use is, but I take a special uh, uh, amount of consideration to make sure that 
I engage the students when they first come in and that I help them make it through the various stages of being an optometry student, which has been extra challenging, obviously for them in the pandemic when, when obviously everything has changed so much, but even, uh, even before that and hopefully after that to, to develop relationships what are, which are more than just perfunctory with my students to, to make them feel like that uh, I am here to, to make them what they want to become and that I, that's what I want to do. And as I've gotten older and recognize that I'm not gonna be here forever, I, I feel even more of an obligation to just be able to to let the younger generations know, you know, what what I know, and hopefully that'll give them a foundation in which they can build their their knowledge base and their and their clinical abilities to be better uh, uh, better than I am, better than I was, and better than they are now, and uh, and to continue to improve themselves and the profession, and. Uh, and that's a large part of what I get. The other part that I have to add in here, if you don't mind, is that uh, I worked for a while in a private practice and have had uh, experience in that sector. And as you know, if you've been here and you know that we're a very big practice, we have 45 or 50 examining rooms. This is a huge operation. But I've always felt like uh, that we could organize our care in such a way as to make the patients feel that they're part of something uh, that is a little more individual than such a big, you know, individually oriented, patient care individually oriented than you know, big practice. And it's a challenge, it's been a challenge. We've gone through many changes, but uh, I have many patients, many patients who have been coming here for 40 years and, uh, I, you know, I feel I've developed a tremendous bond with, with my patients. I know if you were to talk to a lot of the students and residents, they, they kind of know that because a large percentage of the people I see are, are return, return visits at this point in my career. And uh, I've shown the students, I think, in that regard, that even in a big environment, you know, an organizational sort of approach like this, a te big teaching clinic, that you can still develop a strong bond with your patients and a long lasting bond that allows you to, to be part of their lives for, uh, you know, for most of their lives. And obviously uh, one of the things I like about optometry also is that the vast majority of people that we deal with, we can help. Uh, this is a profession in which the outcome is often good. I'm not saying there are people who we have to give bad news to, but overall, this, we have a lot of positive uh, feedback uh, from what we do on a, on a daily basis. And uh, I think it just makes you feel better that you can help someone. And I, I try to, I try to just sort of you know, make that uh, kind of vibe, uh, something that the, the students feel comfortable doing themselves. And I, th I think I'm successful at it. Yeah, I can definitely see how those personal connections and kind of just being a personable person in general can benefit to not only your patients, but your team at the Eye Institute. Um, I think that's definitely important. Um, you know, it almost seems a little, uh, that it may be unnecessary to say that, but if you, if you look at our overall healthcare system and what's happened to it, there's a lot of impersonal care going on throughout the, the healthcare system. People who do not develop a good relationship with, or, you know, a, a, a relationship with a doctor and 
you know, if you have a good relationship with your healthcare provider, you, I think you feel more trust, you feel more comfortable, even if you're sick, even if you have problems that are not going to get totally better. That relationship is a very important part of the healing process. And I, I try to make that, uh, you know, part of my, my teaching. I, I would like to add one other thing also that you may not have been prepared. This may be a surprise to you, although to answer your third question about what, what are something that I do as a doc that patients or outsiders might know, might not know is, but before you came here, I had a twin, I still have a twin brother, but he retired two years ago. And he was, he and I were both chiefs of uh, one of each, one of, of the primary care units that was here for the, for many, many years. And uh, uh, so uh, that is another kind of, nice thing for me to be able to work in an environment with my twin brother for, for 30, 35 years. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that must've been so much fun. <laughs> yeah. He, for one of the big contributions my brother made to our program here was that he taught a, the course in what is, I think it was called like patient communications, which is oh, a little wow. overview, but He's, he taught that to the freshman optometry students for the entire time he was here. The course is still being taught. It's you know been passed on to someone else. But he, in a very early part of their careers, my brother is a very empathic, caring individual. And he, he really emphasized the need to be that type of person and to conduct, how to do, conduct a, a good patient interview, but also one in which you, you express empathy and, and concern for your patients. And I think you know, it, it was always a big part of how our students ended up here because even though it was in the first year of their career, it was one of the most important things we could tell them, which is your communication with the patient is perhaps the most important thing that you do is, is to communicate well with your patients. Yeah, I can see how. That... So I want to give my brother, Dr. Neil Nyman, a shout out about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll be so jealous that he didn't get to be on this podcast. <laughs> All you. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add before we we end this today? Uh, I would just like to say that uh, uh, Salus uh, University, on, under its current leadership and, and past leadership, has really grown into a, a phenomenal organization. And even just doing something like this sort of like is a little freaky for me. But uh, you know, we're coming into the 21st century, and I hope that people who who listen to this who may be thinking of, for instance, coming into our field, uh, will get a good feeling about what we do here. It's, it's really an amazing uh, place. I, I didn't really tout our care so, so much, but we, we provide a large section of North Philadelphia with a, a very high level of eye care, which prior to our existence here really was lacking in this area, in my opinion. So I feel very proud of that as well. Yeah, well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It's been great. To learn more about the Eye Institute, you can visit salisuhealth.com slash TEI.